everybody. It is Corey Poirier. Excited to be back with the latest edition of the show. Also excited to have a uh, brand new and first time guest with us today. Uh, so Daniel Hanneman, really excited to have you here. And Daniel, where I think I'd like to start is to get you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your backstory and your journey, uh, especially for those listeners who may be discovering you for the first time today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I'm grateful to be here. Well, I grew up a shy kid and uh, the world was overwhelming and I would, I'm a sensitive empath, basically. So I pick up on a lot of energy and I get these downloads and everything. And so I had to learn how to manage my energy. I went through a lot of depression, anxiety growing up, and I ended up trying to figure myself out by getting a, a degree in psychology when I went to college. And then I did a tour uh, doing uh, sales and I was doing copier sales, actually, making hundreds of cold calls a week. You know, good stuff. So for about two and a half years or so, I was very persistent. Uh, I had that go-get-em spirit. So I didn't have tremendous sales because I didn't really care about copiers, but I was really passionate about being enthusiastic and sharing myself with people. So it uh, it really paid off in terms of like my longevity there. And then I got into uh, getting my master's in clinical psychology. And I got degrees and or not degrees, but certifications in hypnotherapy and I went on to get a science of mind, what's called science of mind a practitionership. I did that. I did a number of things, got into private practice too as a therapist then, and uh, just really was enjoying that. But I always knew there was something else. You know, there's that feeling, because I am intuitive, that there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. So I launched myself back in the oh, mid to late 2000s. I launched myself online as the blockbuster, as blockbuster path. And I got out there to help people with my gifts, um, which I had been cultivating. And, um, and it came to me along that journey that I had these, I didn't really know about my gift, okay? Uh, I didn't really know about my gift until later on. It came to me that because people kept saying, you're so intuitive and I know things and I'd win bets and like, okay, this team's gonna win or whatever. and. So I just found in different ways that how it was working and just when I was going through my training too, like he was, oh my God, how you, you're like way off the charts, you know what's going on with the, with the clients. So anyway, I had this ability and I wanted to use it to the max. So I'm like, how do I even take it deeper? And then I, I, uh, I had different spiritual experiences, just a short, short story on that for now. And then I, um, I had this experience of just asking from, from God or the universe or whatever, what is the technique to use to be able to tune into people's energies more deeply? That's where I came up with this energy scan technique, which just, just amplifies your, your guests, your intuitive and your psychic guests. So from that venture, I just want to speak pertaining to, you know, influence and making money and meditating and making money and all that sort of thing. It's like, I was able to utilize that to connect with all kinds of people by offering free energy scans uh, with my services. And then they were so influenced and blown away by what they were receiving that they were more naturally wanting to work with me right away. And then when I just stepped into my uh, authority and my power to just let people pay me for my services, which is always an issue for intuitive healer types like myself, because you know I'm an intuitive healer and uh, spiritual teacher, business coach, all that sort of stuff. So when I let that happen, then everything started to flow. So 
So from there, I was able to develop a multi-six-figure business for years, you know, by, by doing that through something I call the Academy for Invincible Healers. Because I knew other healers had the struggles I had. They didn't know how to trust their gifts enough. They didn't know how to do sales or marketing. And, all. and I, I had, you know, checked off all these different marks. I'm like, okay, I'm going to serve them in this way. And everything took off from there. But it all started um, just as like the idea, uh, it came to me through meditation, through my practice of meditation, been so critical. And that's all part of what I wanted to share about today, but it gives a fast like review of my, my background. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And, and we definitely have a very unique synergy because I don't run into many people that have done this, uh, but I actually sold photocopiers as well, door to door for 10 years. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it was my first career. I basically spent five years working for Toshiba, you know, the sells the laptops and everything else as well. And then five years with Konica Minolta, which was a merger of Konica and Minolta, two camera slash copier companies. And ah, I finished in management at Konica Minolta and decided that 10 years was a full time, was a full career in that business. So oh, amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so just kind of a nice synergy. Well, the synergy is even more because I was selling Minol Minolta copiers primarily and a little bit of Rico. But uh, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's such a, I mean, it's such a small world, isn't it? And yes. at the same time, like I said, I don't run into people that have done that very often. So it's really cool to hear that. Um, so Daniel, I guess diving in a couple of different areas. One, you hit on a really key thing. And I think it's something you talk about often as well. But the fact that uh, healers often struggle to earn a living, to not even just earn a living, but even just to charge in period, in, in general, right. in period for their services. And so I guess, what was it like for you? Because this might help other people figure out how they can do it. But what was it like for you to start charging your worth, if you will? And, and what was the trigger or catalyst to allow you to start doing that? Yeah, it, you know what it came through is a lot of pain. I kept showing up and offering my gifts and I do free sessions. I, again, again, I would, oh, and let me send you healing energy. This is what healers typically do. They just keep giving because they just want to help. They just want to do their thing. And then I'd be like, oh, and then you can get more. And then they're like, but I feel so good. I think oh, this is enough, right? So I started realizing I can't do that. And I can't also be like, well, I don't know if you should hire me. I don't know. Maybe you need to really tune in and like, I, you know, like I'm just being weird about it. And so I, what I had to do is I had to just start um, trusting that, that it just was okay. You know, it was okay to charge. It was okay to receive the money. And it came to me that way because I was, you know, I did get to places near bankruptcy because I wouldn't take that step. And so I came to the point where I got people calling me because they need money to provide for me. And I'm like, this is crazy. I should be able to get paid for my gifts and be able to then be, therefore be able to be provided for and pay the people that need to be paid on my end. So like that was the turning point. Like I remember just... I had to step out of like this real soft kind of energy I have and just get what I thought was really aggressive. Like, okay, we're doing this. You know, you really do need this and get out the credit card. And like, even people, I remember the breakthroughs specifically with this one lady and I thought it was so aggressive. She did it. She signed up. And then at the end she says, you're just, you know, you're just such a beautiful, gentle soul. And I'm so looking forward to working with you. I thought I was so aggressive. So, you know, so for healers, I would say, and um, many just heart-centered coaches and entrepreneurs, you know, really when you're being aggressive, you're probably just being like, 
appropriately assertive. You know? So don't be afraid to use your influence and use your power and just show up. Um, it'll make all the difference because those people gained huge transformations and shifts in their lives because I was willing to finally charge or they just got quickies before and you know, their lives may have changed a bit or dramatically in little ways or big ways, but like ultimately like their biggest, the biggest projection of their life and not completely change usually. Right. So be able to serve much more by charging. Yeah. And to that point, um, you know, I think probably a lot of those clients would see it as, you're passionate about what you do. You actually love what you do, which is obviously always a positive. And so as to your point, it's like when you record, uh, or I'll say it just differently here. As a speaker, one of the things that is a challenge is that sometimes as a high energy speaker like myself, I can get speaking fast. And when I'm doing that, what I've learned is that if I slow down to a point where I think I'm going too slow, I can still slow down further <laughs> you know, or, or if you're sending an email and you're like, wow, you know, I need all this in here to say it. And then you start realizing that the email's too long and you start subtracting saying, well, what if I, what would, if I, what stuff could I take out and this email still makes sense? And you already think that you can't take any more out or an article is the same thing you write for a publication. They say it has to be 500 words and you're at seven years. Like there's no way I can get this out. And you work and you work and work. Eventually you have the article under 500 words and you're like, this is a better article or the shorter email is a better email. So my point when I'm saying all this is a, is a comparison to when you think you're being aggressive, a lot of times it's probably just that they see it as this guy's passionate. This girl's passionate about what they do. So I believe that passion will serve you really well. And as long as you're not actually saying you're making a you know, life mistake, if you don't buy from me, if you're <laughs> actually just passionately saying, you know what, um, here's how I think this could help you. And, and here's what this might be able to do for your life. And here's what it did for my life. You know, if you're passionate about it, I think to your point, Daniel, you might think you're being aggressive, but mostly they're probably reading that you love what you do and you care about helping people. Exactly. Exactly. And you, we all find the, the lines. None of us are, are, you know, quote unquote, perfect. I don't think, you know, sometimes I have been a bit aggressive. You know, I, I, I have maybe gone over a line somewhere Sometimes I've been too soft still, right? So it's like not like, oh, I'm just I'm perfect now every single time I have an enrollment conversation with someone. It's you you continue just like someone, like I take baseball and they're like swinging at the balls and everything. And sometimes they're, they're on, sometimes they're off, right? So there's varying degrees of performance still. Uh, but you can't be afraid. You can't be afraid to, to go after it. And that's more where I see a, a bit more of the issue is for healers, for sure. It's not that, uh, wow, we need to soften it. You know, it's not usually what it is. It's usually you need to step up, show your passion, like really show your conviction. There's way more, too much for the healers than just the, oh, namaste all as well. Like, kind of energy and it's like no things aren't all yes and no right so yes all is well in the grand scheme of everything and you have a chance to really serve them and help them with things that are clearly not well right now so let's let's focus on that that's where the money is that's where the money is focus on what is not so well and be passionate about how you can help if you feel you can and let people invest in the opportunity to see that change yeah, I, I love that. And so uh, I guess on the other side, if we, if we dive in this direction a little further as well, um, when it comes to dealing with other healers, I guess the other side I would be curious about 
is empath. You know, in terms of being an empath, most healers, it seems to be, struggle with being an empath. And so what do you recommend based on what you've experienced for those people to not give away all their energy and at the same time start building, you know, keep, I keep fueling the energy. So in other words, what do you recommend that a person does essentially to not burn out because they're giving away all their energy to other people? Yeah, exactly. That's why I really, why I developed the energy scan technique, for example, because we're getting all this stuff, but how can you be more masterful with that energy? How can you utilize that in the midst of connecting with someone or doing an intro like session or whatever, and be able to not get sucked into it where you're just like, oh, well, let me just help you right now. And, Cause that's what the empath does. Cause they feel the sadness, they feel the, the issues and they just want to clear it up. So instead of clearing it up, you get passionate about the, the opportunity and the solution. And yes. Uh, and through that, 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 largely clears the energy a lot you know that clears the energy a lot by just expressing like what's going on too just here's the pains here's what we're dealing with I can feel it you just keep that that's one thing I do a lot of too if I'm feeling a lot I'm like I'm feeling so sad because I feel the sadness inside of you and yet we can see this through so you're own you're beginning to clear through the energy that you're connecting with with that potential client by addressing what you is the like pink elephant in the room, right? If you don't go there, which I find people do too, like they walk around it like, oh, you know, but let's go this way and that way, talk about other things. How I used to, my thing was always to talk about how great they were. I don't want to talk about your pain, right? But the money is in the pain, the transformation, the greater potential for that person for health healing, business healing, whatever it is, relationship healing, whatever it is, is in the pain. So we have to be willing to get into the pain, talk about it bring them through and with our passion and our seeing them and then have them just say, yes, yes, I, I can, I can stand in my power to be free of that and, and invest in this service with you. And that, that's the opportunity that you bring to them. And that alone helps to clear the energy. There's a lot more ways of working with your, you know, your the issues that come up with being an empath, but with, as it pertains to sales, that's the big one is just being willing to be there with them to feel it yourself. So a lot of times we try to just push it away. No, be there with them, deepen in it and land with like, no, this can be clear. This can be taken care of. We can move through that. And when they feel your enthusiasm in itself feels like a shift, like I can feel a shift. It is moving, right? And it is, it's beginning to move. It's a big transformation already beginning to happen because we've been willing to be with it. And now we're willing to say, okay, we can, we can move through this. That gives power back to them and to you as the empath that walks around dealing with this stuff all the time. Love it. And one of the things I heard you mention, which really perked me up is the idea of what if, and I'm talking from a healer perspective, but what if we could make, what if we could get paid or make money meditating? You know, and, right. and I, I think that's another aspect of this is that, you know, meditating could even be a metaphor for doing the work that we love to do to, to help people, you know, move to that next level and, and get through that pain and what have you. But I think, and you can tell me your thoughts on this, Daniel, um, I think that people that were serving and helping and healing actually feel better if, if they can pay us uh, for our services in terms of what they're worth. And, and I know somebody who's a healer who is having her best year ever. And she's just embraced the idea that she's offering an amazing service. She's helping lives. She's changing lives. 
and she needs to have she needs to have financial stability herself to do it at the highest level, not be stressed and not bring that into her sessions. And it seems like her clients want to pay her, and I know I do. I go regularly, and I never question how much I'm paying her. And in fact, I usually leave a tip. So, would you agree that um, as the client themselves is wanting to heal, that they actually receive something by being able to pay you what you're worth, rather than you trying to trade stuff for them or give it away free and all that? Exactly. I mean, I find on average that the people who invest get the best results. For example, when I've given given advice, especially in the advice realm, but also in doing the healing uh, directly through energy healing, it's when I find people come to me for free, yes, there are miraculous things that happen. There's no doubt about it. But for most of us, there's an energetic feeling of wanting of needing to get paid in order for us to bring our best really ultimately i feel okay because when when someone's invested significantly in you whether it's a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars or anything in between or above whatever they're paying you for that service once they're invested i find that most people just they they sharpen up they go to another level of commitment on both sides and that can only if it's done, if it's brought into the right container, not a like, oh, we're gonna die if we don't get this done, because <laughs> all this money's going on. But if you bring it into a place where you're just both so like committed and so sincere, that's where the, the greatest healings take place. Not just the surface, like a symptom went away, but the deeper, deeper healings. So absolutely, there. Are, I find that most people want to ultimately to invest. They're afraid to sometimes. But it gives them a sense of self-esteem and, you know, a sense of accomplishment. Like, I invested. I did this for myself. It makes them feel good. So if you don't give them the opportunity to invest, they continue to not be, to be robbed of that. They feel like, well, I'm just, like, trying to scrap for free services and try to just get by in life. Whereas you let them stand in abundance of being able to invest that's actually can be very empowering for the vast majority of people that's going to become empowering. If it's not, it's probably not a client you want. So true. So as we wind down and there's never enough time, as you know, Daniel, we, we could, I could chat about this forever. And with your permission, maybe I'll call it to be continued and down the road, we'll bring you back around again. Um, but before we finish off my last official question, and I'll tie two questions together to finish this off. One is a question I love asking every guest, which is, uh, if you could jump into a time machine, go back 20 years, whatever the timeline, you can pick it. Uh, but give young Daniel some advice based on what you've learned in the years since. What do you think you might tell him? And then the finished question is, how can we learn more and connect with you further? Yes, thank you. So the time machine thing, that's fun. Let's go back there. Okay, I have 20 years. What advice would I give? I would I would say just go for it. Go, go for it faster even, you know, like just... Just don't hold anything back in your expression. Just, in other words, whatever it is that you know to be true, just dive in quicker and deeper and stronger and bring your full expression into the world now. Don't, don't keep waiting like, oh, eventually I'll do it. Eventually I'll do it. Stop that. Just get into it and I'll let it rip. So that'll be on that one. Uh, the As far as where people can learn more about me, they can go to www.yoursacredpurpose.com. They want to learn four different ways that you can meditate and make more money. So if you want to learn more about that, you can get a, uh, a one, uh, a two page, I'm sorry, two page report on that. 
along with the meditation to help you to meditate and make money. Uh, so if they go to YourSacredPurpose.com, uh, they can get that for free. Awesome. Well, Daniel, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'll, I'll put that out as a to be continued, and uh, we'll look to bring you back on and continue this conversation in the future. So thanks once again. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.